Welcome back, lovely, lovely listeners. How are you on this marvellous end of January day? January the 31st, 2019. Hope it's going well. Hope everything that you've planned and your resolutions are all, you're sticking to them and that everything is going fine and dandy. Hello, welcome back. So this is just me this time, um, episode 55. Now, episode 55 this week, I'm going to entitle it provisionally because it may change because I have so many things that have come to mind preparing this and getting my head around this. But at the moment, it's tentatively called Places of Pride and Palaces of Pride. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute. Now, I just want to say thank you for all the lovely feedback on the last episode with DJ Neil Prince. People really loved hearing others talk about pop and rock and the like. Um, If you haven't listened yet, jump back, episode 54, and give a listen after you've listened to this one. Um, It's lots of fun, and we discuss everything from Bananarama to Kim Wilde to clubbing around the world, to say the least. Now, I have plenty of, well, big fun guests ahead, but I've been asked by by some listeners who, now who loved, now there was an episode a while back, a while back, I'm going back to June 2017, which is now starting to sound like a long time ago. Now, people who loved episode 18 from June 2017, and episode 18 was entitled Gay UK, Love, Law and Liberty, London Pride. And people really did, did uh, something, it triggered a lot of things, in a good way triggers, I mean I know triggers now used as a, as a bad word, but it triggered a lot of positive feedback and um, and had a lot of listens and people really, really enjoyed it. So, and people have asked whether I'd be doing something um, similar and whether I'd be doing something similar but a little bit bigger perhaps on the, shall we say, on the World Pride stage. So, going back to as I was telling you about the title, so this week I wanted to begin to explore, well, to explore landmarks, places that you can visit, places that have relevance to my gay experience, my, well, my gay life. My gay life, that sounds ridiculous. My gay life. Somehow that entertains me for some reason. Anyway, moving on. Um, basically, and to the to the greater LGBT experience, the worldwide experience. You know, a lot of it will come from my own perspective. Um, and books and a couple of... I've done a bit of fact-finding on the internet, so there's a couple of things that I'm unsure about and whether they're correct or not. I hope they are, and I apologise if they're slightly incorrect, but as far as I can tell, and uh, a lot of it... I say a lot of my stuff comes from uh, books on this particular episode anyway and also my personal experience of going to these places so um, having spent a lot of time with uh, gay men who are younger than me in my pantomime job which we won't talk about pantomime I promise um, over Christmas and New Year and I realised that actually talking to them that they wanted to hear more. There were a couple of evenings when it was me and just the two other gay male members of the cast, and they were really keen to to discuss stuff that I knew, and I felt like I actually 
needed to know more or needed to go back and rediscover my history. So it's all slightly prompted by that. Um, and, and and essentially they, they wanted to, to hear more from... I mean, they could read books and look at the internet themselves, but people do like to get it direct onto a podcast these days. And I know personally there's a lot of facts and figures and things that I learn from podcasts and sometimes stuff that I sort of vaguely know, but I need reminding. So hopefully I'll do that for those people who who uh, who do know and those who don't it's a new thing um and it's a it's a lot of it's going to be about my direct experiences so i'm kind of hoping to to yeah to to mix my thoughts on well on the places that have well that have touched my heart and and some real factual history too so if you've been hopefully you'll find it interesting as a revisit or if you're planning to go to any of these places one day you'll have a bit more knowledge to take with you now it might extend into a few more episodes down the line depending on how much i ramble and how much i can cram into one episode but i'm going to start with stonewall stonewall inn in nyc um but anyway we'll come back to that so bear with me bear with if one waffles and loses oneself in the midst of all the history and thoughts but before we do jump into recommends and talking about Stonewall Inn I just want to quickly address the attack on um, the actor Jussie Smollett who is an actor from the American show Empire he was attacked by it was two men in Chicago in the street on his way home He'd gone out to get a, a late night snack at Subway, at the chain Subway. And he'd just flown back from New York and uh, was on the phone to, I think on the phone to his music manager, because he's a musician as well. Anyway, two men in masks jumped him um, and were shouting both racist and homophobic slurs at him. And apparently as they were attacking him, they started shouting, this is MAGA country. And for those of you who don't know, I'm sure there aren't that many people who don't know what that means. But MAGA, for those who are unsure, is Make America Great Again. So that's its abbreviation. And they were, so they were shouting, this is MAGA country, as they attacked him. And sounds like they poured some unknown chemical onto him and wrapped a rope around his neck, which essentially is lynching. I cannot believe that could even be beginning to happen again. Anyway, frightening. Um, you know, essentially, this is a this is a vile and really shocking hate crime incident. And I really hope the assailants are, are caught and yeah, you know that the they're locked up and the key is thrown away. Um, there's been some camera images. Uh, and images that have been released so hopefully that might be the beginning of uh, well you know that there'll be some justice brought for him um it just it, yeah it makes me stick to my sick sick to my stomach and i i just want to address it because he's okay apparently he's okay and he's performing at the troubadour in la uh, which is a place I've been to. It's a lovely venue. And so he's okay and well enough to go there. And that's great. Um, hopefully it's just left him shook up. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, just terrific. Um, but it just does give, I think it gives us a reminder that we need to support each other, to stick together as humans, as LGBT people, and move on from all the petty infighting that seems to be going on within the community at the moment. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Um, it's just, let, let, let's not do that. Let's not start asking for uh, people to be removed from the community as far as let's take a certain section. I don't want to go into it now because it will just rile me up and I don't want to do that on this podcast today. But I'm sure a lot of you know what I'm talking about. And for fuck's sake, stick together. Let's just keep going and let's get through the next few years together because it's tough without even well anyway I'm, I'm i'm getting quite angry so i'm gonna i'm gonna move on but yeah moving on from the petty fighting within the community let's try and not do that i mean this kind of attack shouldn't be happening in 2019 which basically makes me even more keen to talk about our history the lgbtq history what we can be proud of what we can look back on and and what inspires us to be hopeful of well you know of even brighter futures and i hate to well i mean i've got to say it but is you know we need to to fight the good fight together for all of us and for all lgbtqs every letter of that fighting and standing together anyway anyway lecture over um, I recommend now, and this is, oh my goodness me, this is going to be another one I think that I'm going to probably revisit and be talking about all year, a bit like I did with Tom Mish last year. This one, very different music from Tom Mish. Um, this band is called US Girls, US as in the US, um, which essentially is a lady called Meg Remy, and she's really the band. Um, she works with she tours with musicians um, I think she does a lot of the stuff on her own but uh, on tour she's appearing with a band um, and it sounds like they and her are based now in Toronto she was originally from Chicago but uh, I've missed out on this this album came out in February last year so I might be preaching to the converted but let's let, let I had to address it because it is so amazing the album is called in an poem unlimited um so there's eight albums that i need to go back and discover but poem, Unlim poem unlimited is brilliant um it's on uh the brilliant uh indie label 4ad of course it's on itunes as well which is where i discovered it um as i say i've only just discovered it and it's superb and it was February last year that it came out. And uh, descriptions I've seen of her, of US girls online, have been art pop, psych pop, psychedelic pop. Um, and that's how I've seen listed on the internet. But um, it's just brilliant. I don't know what you'd want to call it. I think it's just genius. Um, she is uh, a strong feminist. And I don't know, I mean, I have looked at a couple of interviews her, of her. She doesn't necessarily describe herself that way, but she... And she doesn't really talk about it in interviews, but 
I think if you listen to the lyrics on the album, it's kind of self self-explanatory, but it's besides everything else, you can just listen to it as an amazing, amazing piece of I'd say pop genius. Um maybe pop rock. I don't know. Anyway, uh let's not worry about categories. Put that aside. Two of the songs on it are stuck in my head. One, you know, those earworms that you wake up to. There's one called Velvet for Sale. Velvet with a number for sale. So investigate that, if nothing else. And my absolute favourite, and this is the earworm of all earworms, is a song called Pearly Gates. Um, I mean, it's almost a pause this and listen to this moment because it's so incredible. But yeah, maybe don't because I want you to stick with me for this podcast. Or do... And come back straight away. It'll take you, I don't know how long the album is, 45 minutes or so, 50 minutes. Um, if you've got time and you're travelling on the train, then do that. But anyway, um, so it's uh, US Girls, Poem Unlimited. Um, so investigate that. I, the best way to describe her, uh, she's got elements of so many things. But I'd say if you put Blondie and um, PJ Harvey and the best of kind of indie Kylie together and they met up on a hot chip album in the studio that's what you're getting so uh so it's amazing go and discover that now also a reminder to subscribe and like if you haven't leave me some lovely reviews on iTunes um or at least if you haven't got time to actually type in a a review, why not? But no, I totally understand. We all have busy lives. But jump on and rate me, which is really just pressing the stars, preferably five. Um, also to remind you that my website is 40somethinggay.co.uk and the 40 is the numbers 40somethinggay.co.uk. Um, you can contact me there. Please keep dropping me your thoughts um contacting me if you would like to come and talk to me and be on the podcast perhaps if you've got something you think might be relevant or i might be interested and the listeners might be interested in so jump in there um you can also find me at my acting or website which is mattianKelly.com. um i've also just signed to a new agent which i'm very excited about um i will it's all there on my uh spotlight you can find out more about them and where i am now on there um i'll talk to you a bit more about them in the future because i have a podcast coming up that will be relevant about that sort of stuff um i'm not going to talk about acting too much this time anyway my website for my acting is mattiankelly.com mattiankelly one word.com easy um twitter is just 40 something gay 40 something gay um, and you'll know it's me <laughs> because it has a photo of the Stonewall Inn in New York City. And that's my header. And I want to start this episode by talking about that very bar and its history and the riots. So yes, Stonewall Inn. Now, as I say, some of this is kind of my own personal uh things from my own personal meanderings around the world and uh some of its factual stuff um so uh bear with me i am going to have to scramble at notes at times to make sure i've got 
exactly what I want to say in front of me. But essentially, yeah, I want to start off, and this is going to be possibly over a few podcasts. I may have already just said this, that I'm going to be talking about historical sites and places that have touched my touched nerves for me before I'd even seen them, perhaps. Um, and maybe some that I have yet to go to. But anyway, we'll start with ones I know. And I think this one is obviously the first one that's worth talking about as it's its 50th anniversary, which I'm sure lots of you do know, but it's the 50th anniversary, 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Now, I mean, that's a major point in history for all of us, for... I mean, for, for, for all of us, and I don't mean just LGBTQ listeners, but for everyone who is friendly to the cause. Um, side note, there was a smaller scale riot in San Francisco at a place called Compton's Cafeteria, which was uh, 1966. So uh, it was before Stonewall. Um I'm going to investigate that one further, and I had I I I I've been to San Francisco and have left my heart there and brought my heart back with me, um, and I do want to talk about San Francisco later down the line, whether it's this episode or another one, because that is, a, I mean, I've spent lots of time there, and there is so much history there that's important, and people need to go and visit. But anyway, um, Compton's Cafeteria in San Francisco, we will touch on that further, um, but Stonewall is 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 better known and is a larger event was a bigger scale riot uh from what i can tell um if i'm wrong please uh do drop me a line and let me know because i do want to investigate that further so if you are a listener in sf give me a shout drop me a line anyway stonewall in greenwich village uh lower manhattan now this probably i'd say because it's known, because it kick-started, really, the gay liberation movement. Um, this is why it's such an important place. Now, I am going to give addresses because I feel that's important. And I'd love to think that maybe one day somebody is listening to this walking down the street towards the places that I'm talking about. So, if you're in NYC and you're visiting, the, the address you need to go to is 53 Christopher Street currently. 53 Christopher Street and the nearest subway station is Christopher Street which is the metro station I should say there is a train station um, that's a little bit further away um, it's not that far away but it's a bit more of a walk um, which is basically like an overground station but the metro one the subway is Christopher Street anyway um, it's the first US national monument dedicated to to our movement, to the LGBTQ movement. Um, and it's been, many things have been on the site over the years. It had been a stables, um, it had been a tea room, been a restaurant. Um, and I just want to go back to, say, talking on the personal side, the last time I was there was a beautiful, beautiful sunny afternoon. It was December 2015. And we were, me and my now husband Keith, were on our way to, uh, we were on our way to Washington State to spend uh, some time over there for Christmas. And um, we stopped off in New York City, long story short. And 
it was a wonderful trip. I have very, very happy memories of walking from, we were staying in Brooklyn in Crown Heights, walking from Crown Heights uh, across the Brooklyn, well, through Brooklyn, across the Brooklyn Bridge into Manhattan. Um, and just, we did walk a lot around uh, around Manhattan that day. Um, and this day, this very day, in fact, um, we'd, we'd gotten a bit sidetracked and we ended up getting on the Metro to uh to Christopher Street and I remember coming out on this beautiful sunny day I was I could feel the excitement rising um as we were heading down the street towards it and walking kind of as you walk uh walk towards it from the station it, you see these uh these white statues and it's it's two men and two women and they're apparently bronze but they've been covered they've been uh, painted well not painted they've been um, laminated I suppose in in this white uh, plastic material it's probably easier to clean and also it, it makes them stand out um, and they're supposed to be look I and mean, then they look really at home in Christopher Park Christopher Park is a very small park area opposite the Stonewall Inn um, and that whole area is now dedicated to LGBTQ um, memorial um, and these these statues, they're supposed to apparently supposed to look really at ease and and being affectionate with each other. So it's two men together and two women together, and they do look two are on the bench, two are stood up, and they do really look like they are just taking in the view and just having a lovely day in the sunshine, and probably the snow and the rain quite often as well. Um, but I just love the fact that opposite this place, which which basically saw one of them well with our community's most turbulent battles there's this really really beautiful peaceful memorial um and i've heard that some of the locals find it a bit too bit too soft um and that um marsha p johnson who i'll come to later talk about her later regular listeners will know i've talked about her in the past um she felt that uh, it were, that it took all this time just to get these statues. She noted when they were when they were erected there that it taken all this time just to get these four very simplistic, very gentle statues. And I, I can kind of see that. But as I say, as a visitor, um, it really works as you walk down the street. Anyway, that was kind of my first first image, and it just is just is emblazoned in my brain. You know, you have those moments in life. Um, and my excitement, my excitement was building. The, the um, just checking my notes, just to check. The sculptor was an American artist called George Segal or George Seagull. Um, anyway, probably Segal. Uh, but it's worth mentioning him because you know he put time and effort into it. Anyway, I like them, um, and they welcome you to this area of super important history. Now, before I entered the bar, I really felt like a, a genuine, serious moment of of gratitude to the people who who just had enough that night. And it was June 28th, 1969, when the riots happened. Um, and it was 1.20 in the morning. Now, at this point in my own life, June 28th, 1969, I was, well, basically I was two days away from my first birthday that's how long ago it is listeners that's how long ago it is now i'll talk a bit more about the riots and and 
and that whole time frame in a moment but first off I want to just keep talking about my own experience because I, I went in and my I just as I say extremely emotional and the, you know the weirdest thing is it it really well it smelt like it was supposed to smell in my mind it smelt of kind of gently not of not of rank old stale beer but there was a gentle kind of beer nice pleasant beer smell and smell of of fragrance I, I guess men's fragrance um and it was just it's so funny but my heart was it was just pounding like crazy and I was feeling quite teary we, we went up to the bar Keith and I went up to the bar and we ordered we ordered a beer and the bar staff just kind of got on with their job because just a day at work um and I was just trying not to to bawl my eyes out because it just felt like it'd been a long time coming for me going there um it was much much smaller than I expected I mean I'd read so much about it and I've seen so many documentaries about it it was just the whole images from well probably from the age of about I don't know probably about about 18 19 I started to be really aware of this place and what it meant and um anyway so yeah much smaller than I expected um in I know that initially in uh in 69 it was occupied there's a building next door and it was part of that as well so it was bigger then that's why it's just uh, quite a lot smaller than my brain was imagining um but the other thing is it, it felt so super familiar somehow um as I say, I've read so much on it and I've watched documentaries and I've watched films and I've watched plays. Um, so many plays. Uh, there's a couple that I'm... I'm not going to say too much about that I'm looking into uh, whether there might be people who are interested in staging down the line. Anyway, that's another thought uh, for another more actory episode. Anyway, um I'd say, oh, yes, 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 yes. The essential book to read, if you do want to read a book on it, and there's one brilliant book on it. It's just called Stonewall, and it's by Martin Duberman. Um, um, Martin Duberman wrote this book, Stonewall. Uh, well, I read it in the, I suppose, mid-90s. Um, and it's a really in-depth read with interviews with people who were there on all sides um and uh it's fascinating um and if you really want to get a, get a proper in-depth full-on history of it then that's the book to go to i would say um the other weird thing about it is the place felt super friendly and as we all know not all gay bars in the world always feel like that majority do but they don't always but this one felt so super friendly and i don't mean because it was full of friendly people that it actually wasn't that busy it just felt the building itself felt friendly. Um, and it, bizarrely, even the toilets felt really, I don't know, I felt really comfortable. I felt really comfortable in the toilets. That sounds ridiculous and, <laughs> and leading us down the wrong path. No, it just felt, the, the toilets felt, I don't know, and then the toilets felt historic as well. Um, even though they're probably not the original <laughs> designs. But anyway, um, we were there and we had a few beers and we soaked up the atmosphere 
and it really is atmospheric i can only just say if you're planning a trip for any other reasons if you're going to go and see shows on broadway spend the time it's not that far away just get yourself down there and 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 do it and i'd love to hear your thoughts on it that's another thing please do let me know um if you're a local if you're if you are listening to this in new york city and you are a local and you go there very often or you've been going there over the years and you've seen it through the through changes um and it seems to have come and gone then please can you contact me and i'd love to talk to you on the podcast perhaps anyway bear that in mind um Anyway, we had a few beers and we soaked up the atmosphere. As I say, it was lovely, and it was—I just—I felt like I could just sit there for, for days, um, and you know, but you—you you sit there and you try and picture how it would have been, and pictures and photos from the past kind of, just were kind of flashing up in my head the whole time. Anyway, we were there for a while, and then we walked down to there's another brilliant bar which I can recommend called Rock Bar which is basically the Hudson end of Christopher Street. There's a lot of great shops as well, if you're going to do a bit of shopping in between the two, which we did a little bit of, and uh, yeah. Um, apart from the Castro, it's probably, again, uh, well, sections of it feel particularly gay. Um, maybe not as much as it would have done back in the 90s and the 80s, but anyway. Um uh, yeah, so I highly recommend just doing Christopher Street area generally. Um, the first, yeah, I mean, uh, the Rock Bar. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness me. Yes, I went to the Rock Bar. I have to say, Rock Bar is the first gay bar where I, I just heard, I think they played like four or five Prince and Prince artist-related tracks in a row. And that has never happened in a gay bar. And I pretty much fell in love with it. And I was a little bit under the weather and we'd had a few drinks in Stonewall and I thought oh, I really shouldn't go anywhere else but that really perked me up and uh, I plan to go back there too anyway rock bar recommendation <laughs> thrown in there um, uh, there is also if you are at the other end of Christopher Street near the rock bar there is a memorial it's about probably I don't know two three minutes walk away to the river bank um, and uh, there's a memorial fountain to Marsha P. Johnson who I mentioned earlier and who I've mentioned on previous uh, podcasts, I recommended the um, documentary that's on Netflix called The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Um, I believe it's still there. I think I saw it the other day. Um, if you haven't seen it, I 100% recommend go and watch that. Um, she was known as uh, the mayor of Christopher Street and um, she was a really brilliant and complicated character. And was one of the drag queens, as she was referring to herself at... Well, I don't know if she was referring to herself as a drag queen at that point. But anyway, um, history calls her drag queen. But um, to arrive at the Stonewall riots at two in the morning on the night of the riots, she arrived. It already started. So anyway, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about the riots. So, and well, yeah, leading to to that and a bit of history of of, of of the inn as well so by uh 66 1966 1966 stonewall had been basically been bought out by some members of the mafia and they saw it as a good investment um it was very popular 
um, men and women were going there because uh, and trans people were going there because they could dance um, and get away with it because a lot of places you weren't able to to dance as couples um, and this and in Stonewall that was happening um, so it was it was it was hugely popular so anyway the mafia invested in it um, and obviously certain transactions could occur there without well without too much questioning so uh so yeah <laughs> i mean you've all seen we've all seen all the, the mafioso films and we know what goes on we know what goes on anyway police riots happened well basically they happened on a, on a by the sounds of it on a weekly basis to all the gay bars back then um extortion was was pretty rife um and these raids they would uh, quite often happen with with a tip-off from the police themselves so it kind of it, it kind of became part of of a routine for these bars and so they weren't necessarily frightened thrown by it that it became part of a working day in the bar once a week that this would happen um kind of part of the fabric and, and and weekly life of a of a new york city gay bar um however um so yeah as i said before it was a uh, one twenty a.m on june the 28th 1969 and some members of the nyc vice squad and they were they were called the now let me just check this they were called the yes the public morals division which <laughs> i don't know really that just fright that's frightening a vice squad public moral division um keeping public morals in place i guess anyway so they planned a raid um and they had some undercover officers already in place in the bar ready to go so they were they were set and and ready just frightening to think this was happening it's not that long ago say so i was alive but anyway um but essentially it went wrong because there's there was a, a a police a police wagon that was due to turn up and take the arrested people to the station and to book them and it it didn't arrive when it was supposed to it didn't arrive on time and so as this was happening and the police were clearly in the bar and people were starting to um, f not fight back physically but starting to get verbally angry inside the bar um attention of course was ha was building outside the bar and the attention grew and grew and locals and and i suppose you'd call them the the some of the the, the bar patrons that were released that crowd grew bigger and bigger and quickly got really angered um apparently and this is something i found out today that reporters apparently said that the police who were inside uh, were growing more afraid and wouldn't leave the bar for about 45 minutes to an hour they would not leave because they were terrified of the baying mob outside so that's how angry people were um 
some reports have said that the riot really kicked off when this uh, local woman known as uh, Storm Delaveri, Delavari, Delaveri, Delaveri, Storm Delaveri. I think that's how you pronounce it, Storm Delaveri. Um, essentially, uh, I've had a look into her, and she was a local lady, and she was known as the Rosa Parks of the gay community. Uh, she's listed uh, various places as being a gay civil rights icon, and she was a performer. And and also interesting, we talk a lot about drag queens on this, but she was a drag king. Um, and she continued being part of the gay scene right into later in life uh, in the 80s and 90s she was apparently still a bouncer and she lived at the famous or infamous shall we say Chelsea Hotel which had everyone from the Sex Pistols to Madonna to Andy Warhol to Patti Smith living there at one point or other um, anyway so she lived a very rich uh, life anyway Storm she was being put into uh, into this wagon when it turned up later, better late than never, as they were probably saying. And she, uh, she it sounds like she, she nearly escaped a couple of times um, and then was re-arrested and, uh, and was being really badly manhandled. And so she started calling to the angry crowd to help her. And that, my friends, is where it turned. Um, the anger, well, the anger burst forth. The, the riot grew to the point that apparently the they call them the tactical police force which is well basically the tactical police force is riot police were called in and it took until well it took until 4am to get it under control um, and the, the place was was smashed to smithereens um, and and well, yeah, rightly so. And in retrospect, I guess, thank God it did. Because who knows if gay liberation would have moved on quietly, quite as quickly. But it did prompt things to move on. It did. Because then a year later, 1970, the first ever gay pride march from Greenwich Village, which is the area uh, where Stonewall is, to Central Park happened. And now, as far as the history of Stonewall Inn, it has opened and closed a few times in in various incarnations, actually. It had been um, a bagel shop and uh, a shoe shop, apparently, at one point. Um, and it reopened just called Stonewall. They did that reopened as Stonewall, no Stonewall Inn. In the early 90s, after it being all these shoe shops and Chinese restaurants and bagel shops, etc., and it became a nightclub and they opened up floors, apparently called a multi-floored nightclub. Um, and the area became, a, um, a, the whole area around it, including the park with the statues, became a national, a national landmark for the US in February 2000. Anyway, the bar closed again um, after uh, a, a, a reprieve of excitement reprieve and excitement I should say um, in uh, from the mid 90s to 2006 um, it was just basically it wasn't it sounds like it wasn't being looked after and um, and respected properly 
which is sad to think that it, it did fall into disarray a little bit. But anyway, who knows the financial uh, ramifications, what was really going on and whether it was anyone's fault. Anyway, um, it reopened um, it, pretty much in the, in the guise as it is now uh, in March 2007. And that was thanks to two local male investors and uh, a lesbian investor called Stacy Lentz. So cheers, Stacy. Thanks very much for that. Um, you can, yeah, this is this is great though. You can, you can actually have your wedding reception there now, which I think would be wonderful. And I wish I could have shipped all our guests from Greenwich, London, where we got married to Greenwich, NYC. Um, to, to do our wedding reception anyway um if you're planning it and you live in the area or if you don't you know now where you, you've got an idea of where you can do it if you have if you think where are we going to do this where can we go that's a little bit fancy do it there especially if you're a friend of mine do it there because it gives us an excuse to go back anyway um so yes thank you uh stacy lentz have to say that because uh <laughs> you've brought it back into the public eye and um you can buy merch online for it and uh i'm i didn't buy anything when i was there because i was just too emotional and too uh, in awe of the place to actually get myself together enough to go to the bar and ask but you can do it all online there's a good website um but yeah you can see yeah, you could have your wedding reception there that's what i anyway damn it so in 2016 um obama created uh an area around the bar and kind of the, the surrounding area of the bar and it's now known that area is known as the stonewall national monument so it's actually a national monument so uh thank you barack obama for doing that um it's just amazing at 2016 is also the place where um the NYC LGBTQ community gathered to essentially show their solidarity for the Pulse Orlando shooting, that horrific moment in our history, not so distant history. Um, and there is, uh, there's a video on YouTube, there's lots of videos of people at that moment on YouTube, but there's a video of, um, of Titus Burgess, who is from the TV show uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, and Titus sings uh, somewhere from West Side Story. And it's so extremely moving as I think about it. I'm getting a little bit, well, yeah, verklempt. And it's, yeah, have a look anyway. So that's on YouTube and it's Titus Burgess at Stonewall Inn um, now there's t I mean everybody's been there over the years so many people uh, uh, people from our history and just generally people from the world of music and film but um, Kate Blanchett she performed in full femme drag in 2017 she was there with uh, with a group of drag queens to raise money to 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 promote gun control um so yeah so that would have been an, an evening to remember kate blanchett of course has come up before in this podcast but anyway that was an episode with mr dale page go back and listen to that one don't know what number that is anyway um and then of course uh 
very famously, Madonna performed on New Year's Eve, just gone, uh, the 2018 into 2019. Um, she performed uh, two two songs. She performed an acoustic version of Like a Prayer and um, Presley's I Can't Help Falling in Love with her son David Bander on guitar. Well, it's lovely. Unfortunately, people talked on and on about the size of her bum. And so the thing became more known for pictures of her bum than anything else. And do you know what? She's allowed to do what she wants to with her backside. Um, you don't have to like it. It was more a really important thing that somebody who a lot of us have looked up to and who's been one of our most vocal supporters for the last however many decades is there uh, at the turning of the year when Stonewall Inn becomes has you know becomes not that it's not become it's stopped being relevant but bec- the, it's it's level of relevance is, is risen again because it is 50 years um, since the riots um, she talked about it being 50 years the 50th anniversary and how basically she talks about it's on YouTube you can watch it there and try and ignore a bum um how important it was and how important it is to be kind to each other bizarrely enough talking about people criticizing people but how important it is to be kind to each other in this coming year in 2019 and yeah let's try and do that going back to what i was saying at the beginning of this podcast let's all be a little bit more considerate of each other and even if you don't agree with each other it's perfectly okay to have disagreements we're never all going to see eye to eye but be a little bit more tolerant of others ways and people make people make mistakes and sometimes say the wrong things but don't just jump down their throats immediately if they're not physically hurting anyone and they've got an opinion and it's an opinion that is shared within our community well you know both sides all sides need to be a bit more considerate to why people are saying what they're saying anyway that's another story um but yes so i'd just like to say really i would love to be back at stonewall inn for pride in new york city in the next couple of years that is my ultimate plan to be back there either just with keith or with a group of friends and spending my goodness spending pride NYC Pride at the Stonewall Inn outside and then inside the Stonewall Inn oh, that would be amazing you know this year that would be the dream if anybody wants to sponsor me to go over and do that please let me know and if you are if you want me to go and report from New York Pride if you are somewhere over in America and you you think that I might give a, a very English perspective on events then give me a shout but anyway that would be the dream to be there for pride this year for the 50th anniversary of the riots that would be amazing anyway now gang i've just looked at the time frame and i've already used up a huge chunk of time on stonewall so my next episode that i want to talk about which won't be chronologically my next episode because i have guests coming up but what i'm going to do is i'm going to intersperse these 
trips back to historical places and places that have touched my heart over the next few episodes. Uh, well, over the next year, I should say, because I have quite a few. Uh, and I'm not going to do them all in week to week to week or every two weeks. Um, I want them to be spread out so you'll have them dispersed throughout the year. So the next one that you'll come to in uh, a few weeks down the line will be about San Francisco in the Bay Area um, because I want to talk about Harvey Milk and the Castro, Castro Theatre, the whole of the Bay Area. There is so much gay history there. Um, Sylvester, it's just steeped in it and, and I've spent lots of time there so I have lots of thoughts on it so I'm going to save it so here's the point where I say gang thank you so much keep spreading the word keep subscribing keep coming back for more and most of all look after yourselves let's keep positive in 2019 and if it's snowing where you are go out and make a snowman and try and make the most of it I think it's about to snow here if it hasn't already anyway lots of love big hugs to all of you around the world I'll speak to you next time. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye.